Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. I'm Jacqueline Pena, and I'm really excited today to be here with Angela Lee. We're going to talk about empowering children through her books, The Bella Santini Chronicles. Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jacqueline. I love how you say that. You you just make it so fluid, Bella Santini. You love Chronicles. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the title alone is very interesting. I want to learn more about the books, where you came up with the title. What are these books about? Why is it Chronicles? And how do they empower children? So I'm going to just turn it over to you. Let you tell us. <laughs> so, um, gosh, Bella Santini is a 14-year-old girl who gets enmeshed in a journey that she didn't expect. And um, through the journey, she learns to use her own inner powers um, she discovers she has magic, which I think everybody, we all have, we all have a gift, we all have magic, and the magic is love, which is the currency of the world, I believe. <laughs> and um, so she, she figures out how to make her way through this journey, these trials and tribulations. And part of that is um i realized early on that what i was doing was writing my life lessons into the book and the tools that i learned to overcome adversity were making their way into the character discussions <laughs> and i realized wow you know what i'm trying to do is help young girls specifically at that time make empowering choices so that they come from a space of valuing themselves when we have self-love then we don't need to look to others to fill this empty vessel and when we have self-love we can make choices that empower us. And so by writing these books that plant these little seeds of self-love, self-empowerment, and really understanding that whatever this character Bella can do, we can do. We just, um, you know, yes, it turns out she's a fairy. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> but, but the magic of love is the magic of love, and it can change lives. And so um, we all have that ability. I love that. The magic of love is the magic of love, and it can change lives, and we all have that ability. And um, this, this idea that love is like the ultimate life currency is, is another one. And um, people are going to say, oh, mushiness, love, but it, it's greater than that. Do you want to talk a little bit about this philosophy, this perspective? I can. Yeah. So love is an energy and it's more than just romantic love. Um, you know, a lot of us think of love and we think of spouse um, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it, that's a, a 
a tiny little piece of what love is. Love is a smile on a child's face. Love is the tree providing us shade. Love is the beautiful vistas that we get to see in this world. Love is the connection you have with your friends. And when we can when we can approach every interaction from a space of love, then we are opening ourselves to more love. And, and you mentioned self-love earlier. Um, and this idea of if you have self-love, you don't have to rely on others to fill those empty vessels. And then bringing this back to empowerment and empowerment of children. Can you make that connection for us? Hmm. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit before this and you talked about young girls getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use that for this discussion because it's such a, it's a powerful example. So, you know, a 13 year old girl approached by an 18 year old guy who tells her how beautiful she is and how wonderful she is. And she hasn't heard this in her life before. Mm -hmm. And so she's drawn to this because it fills up this empty space within her. When a 13 year old girl loves herself, she doesn't have that empty space. She is filled with her own love of herself. And so she's not drawn into this situation looking for someone else to fill the space. And that's why it's so important for us as parents to really allow our children to be who they are that is a form of love mm -hmm. to quit trying to change them into who we want them to be let them be who they are and to lift them up mm -hmm. and see the greatness in who they are we may not understand and we may not see what they see each new generation is bringing new things into this world and, you know, who would have known about crypto, you know, 20 years ago, it wasn't a thing. <laughs> and now it's becoming this huge thing in our world that was brought in by the, the Gen X generation. And this new generation is going to bring something else, something new that we don't understand, we can't see. When we let them be who they are, then we're giving them the empowerment to bring in whatever they're supposed to bring in to this world. Every one of us has a gift. And when we let our children bring their gifts, they're going to change this world and they're going to make it beyond beautiful, beyond what we know now. And we 
as parents, it's really our job to see them in their greatness. And and to show them their greatness. You gave some great examples. Um, Let them know, lift them up. Yeah. Um, Because they might not know and they might not hear it from you. And if someone else says it and starts filling in that void. Jacqueline, that is so powerful. If we as parents do not tell our kids how wonderful they are, mm-hmm. they're going to hear it from someone else, someone who doesn't have the same love for them that we have. And so it's really important. We, You know, and parents, I want you to know, you weren't taught this and you didn't know, you know, maybe, maybe you shut your child down at one point in time. Don't beat yourself up about it because you didn't know this was the paradigm. This was the way we were raised to tell kids, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to do this. You need to follow me. You need to, you know, I'm a doctor. You should be a doctor. Everybody in our family's doctors. But what if that kid is made to be an artist? What if that kid is made to write books that inspire millions? What if that kid is made to be a farmer? You know, it's everything is a contribution. And so we need to let our kids choose their thing. That's a beautiful way of putting it. And and we we started this conversation about empowering children through the Bella Santini Chronicles and then navigate it into some of these key concepts about love as currency, self-love, there's sometimes a need to fill in this void of love in ways that we can ensure that our children know they're loved and that we can lift them up so they don't have that void. Um, and there's a very powerful conversation and journey. And it, it started with us talking about the Bella Santini Chronicles. And I'm curious to know, um, why did you write them? And how, does, how do they connect to this conversation on self-love and empowering children and and we did talk about the magic of love and love as a currency in terms of the Bella Santini Chronicles, but that, where did that come from, this idea for, for the Chronicles and how you're using it? And, and how are you planning on using those Chronicles moving forward? <laughs> That's so a, it's a long a question, question. But I, it's, I know it's kind of like three or four questions in one. It's just that I, I'm, I'm ex- this conversation is really enlightening and, I, and I'm an adult, I'm not a child and I'm already seeing areas where I could do better with myself but how I could do better with children and then I'm thinking about the books that you you wrote and the ones that you're currently writing and 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 just how this all comes together so yeah it's like four questions in one (laughs) okay I'll dive in so um my life has been filled with adversity and you know I had an alcoholic dad he could best be called a raging alcoholic And for the first 10 years of my life, I was emotional, physically, and sexually abused. And my subconscious shut all that down. I had no memories of my childhood, really, just like little 
short memories of good things that stayed. And none of that matters, um, except the lessons I learned. Because the lessons I learned was that I didn't matter. I had no value. And that anger, which was what I was exposed to, was a terrible thing that I should never, ever show anger. And I learned to judge anyone who showed anger. And how that played out in my life was I grew up, I got married. I married a man who was also emotionally injured <laughs> and um, his in his family, whoever yelled loudest won. And so he that was his comfort zone of being in conflict was his comfort zone. Anger was his comfort zone. So if you can imagine the toxicity of this marriage of someone who cannot take being yelled at, who, who definitely judges anyone in anger <laughs> and put that with someone who uses those two as tools, um, it was not a good marriage. But I stayed for 32 years because I couldn't I knew that if I left, that would hurt him. And I could not be responsible for hurting someone. What I didn't realize was that by not valuing myself enough to choose my needs by putting his needs first, I was hurting both of us. And so that was, that realization came to me after a wildfire destroyed our home. And we went from being a nice, comfortable family to homeless with nothing, just the clothes we walked out with. And sure, we had insurance. And, you know, it took a year for insurance to start paying us. So for the first few months, I was homeless, and I had resources, unlike many of the homeless, but it's still having your, your life turned upside down, the rug pulled out from under you. And what happened in that was that I ended up in a dark night of the soul, a depression where I questioned the meaning of everything. And I questioned, why am I choosing his needs before mine? Mm -hmm. Because if I stay in this marriage, I'm going to die. And I had to make the hardest decision of my life, which was to leave that marriage. And I did it. It was the bravest and hardest thing I've ever done. And also, it gave me the space to understand the emotional dynamics that were involved in all of this. And soon after I left, I was writing this little fairy tale for my friends 
um, I, I knew a six-year-old girl and I wanted to entertain her. So I started writing a fairy tale, but it kept growing. And I understood at some point that, hey, these characters, some of them are an allegory for what happened in my life, for what, so, you know, in book two, there are wraiths that suck the life out of you. <laughs> and that was an allegory for my life experience. But the conversations, um, you know, in, in one chapter, one of the character tells the main character that you will be told that you're not enough. You will be told that you have to follow this person the way this person does this in order to be a success. And they're wrong. You have all the magic you need within. And it's that kind of empowerment that plants a seed in the children's mind that hopefully will blossom and they will come to understand that all of that is meant for them for every child who reads the these books any of the empowerment any of the lessons are there for them so that they can have the best life right very powerful because it was such a it was such a difficult journey mm -hmm. to get to the place where you're at now where you can write these um, fairy tales these chronicles for children to empower them and um and i know i know we were talking about how children are in the ones who buy the bugs, it's the parents. It's and the so, parents. <laughs> yeah. So creating tools for the parents to be able to empower their children through the chronicles and um, other things that they could do with the books. I think it's, it's a difficult journey and it'll allow you at some point in the space to empower yourself and then to empower others through these stories. Yeah, and in each book is, a letter from the queen of the fairies, Queen Tatiana, to parents. And it's helping them understand the perspective of the fae, basically the fairies, um, which is a perspective of love. Mm. And it's there to empower the parents so that they can make changes in their own lives so that they can let go of years of hurts and be empowered to move on. So I plant seeds in the parents and the kids. <laughs> and, you know, what I say is that some, some parents will read the books and it'll click for them. And some parents might need more. And so I do offer, you know, consultations with people. And some parents might need, you know, even more than a one-time consultation and they can take an online class I offer. <sighs> Many of the tools 
are going to be in a free download that people can just download on my website. Um, right now, I have an anxiety and depression download that parents can access for free on my website. Um, I will eventually be building a curriculum for homeschool to um, empower those parents, give them tools, games, and different things that they can do with their children to establish these growth, this understanding in them. And um, overall, it's really, you know, my, you know what my mission is. <laughs> my mission is to empower children, to empower their parents, to empower their children, and to um, open an understanding and a deeper connection between parents and their children. So my books do that. And all everything else that I do all kind of scaffolds my books because it, it's all about, you know, how can I get to children and how can I help children so they don't feel like I did when I was a child? How do I reach them and really it's not about me everything i do is for children whether it be the inner child in the adult or an actual child that's, and that's very powerful work and, and we talked a lot about that that mission and and um how your experience helped you find that mission and, and go on this journey with the Chronicles and the work you're now doing to support parents um, or, or caregivers yeah. with uh, tools to, to help kids. And, and for our listeners, just an FYI, that uh, the link to the download, the link to the two books that are available on Amazon, all that is there for you in the resources section of the episode description. So you could just click on that and get to that resource or copy and paste the link into a web browser, depending on the platform you're using to listen to the episode. So we'll have those resources there for you. Um, Angela, you know, we're, we're getting closer to the end of the interview. We've talked about um, so many key things. Um, it's interesting because a lot of the episodes on the podcast, on the podcast, we talk about inspiring ourselves, each other, adults, and we, we don't talk enough about empowering our children so that um, they can navigate life a little bit easier than we did. Uh, is, do you have any other words of advice, uh, strategies, tips, or, or anything else you want to share with us about empowering the children in our lives? Yeah. Um, one of the most powerful tools that I find is the ability to be neutral to feelings. Mm. And when I, there's a whole story behind that, but there is a tool for that. And there is huge power in not grabbing onto or pushing away a feeling. And 
with painful feelings, we are often resistant to them. But feelings are an energy and they have magnetism. And so when we react to a feeling by either grabbing it or pushing it away, then it magnetizes to us and stays with us. And it's like this load in our backpack that we carry around. And so having the ability to experience a feeling without reacting to it is a powerful tool. And how we do that is A, we feel, the, <laughs> we feel the feeling. So you notice it, just notice it, be aware of how it's feeling in your body or is it outside your body? Is it um, sharp? Is it dull? How do you know, just pay attention to it, notice it. And then acknowledge the feeling. And that could be as easy as naming it. Oh, I'm feeling hmm, sad, mad, frustrated, angry, whatever. Um, just name it. And then this is the key. Allow the feeling. This is not about accepting the circumstances. This is only about allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling. It's a part of you. And accepting it's okay for me to feel this way. So you give yourself permission to feel. And that lets the energy flow and it will not magnetize to you. Hmm. When you say magnetize, I, I, I think this is a great tip. It's, it, it's very difficult because uh, we want to push it away, hide away, run it's, away, it's, close the door. Don't see that person. How I can we avoid? <laughs> yeah, I say it's the easiest because it's three steps. It's easy, but it's the hardest thing mm -hmm. also. Yeah. But yeah. there is freedom when you allow yourself to feel. I don't think we were taught that uh, oh. usually in most of our families and how we're brought up. And so I, I know I haven't intentionally taught that to any of the children in my life. And so it's an interesting approach. Um, if you think about okay. it, how many times were you told, don't cry? Yeah. And it, the intent behind the parent is maybe they're stressed and they can't deal with it, or maybe they just don't want to see you sad. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter what their intent was. The message is don't feel your feeling. And I know I said that to my son and, you know, probably most of the parents in here have said some statement to try and cause their child to not feel what they're feeling at some point in time. Mm. We weren't taught this. We weren't. And it's okay. But if we can choose now to allow our children to experience their feelings without shutting them down. Now, when our kid is in a tantrum and we're in the grocery store or in the restaurant, you know, it's okay for us to say, hey, I, I understand you have big feelings right now, but we need to take this outside. 
I need you to contain until we get outside. <laughs> and, you know, we, we can set boundaries and we can set limits as long as we allow them to experience the feeling within a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, that makes sense. And be and articulating them, communicating those boundaries, communicating the, the plan. <laughs> you know, boundaries, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> it's really important that we, as parents, um, establish boundaries and, and show our kids mm -hmm. the importance of boundaries because our kids need to know they can establish boundaries. And even this is hard for parents. They can establish boundaries with us. Mm -hmm. And that's a very empowering thing that we can do for our kids. So we talked about a couple of great tools and using, using the books to empower children, but we talked about um, lifting them up, showing them how to have self-love so that others are not filling in that, that emptiness, that bucket. Mm -hmm. We've talked about um, the ability to be neutral to feelings and the process for that and how empowering that is. And now we are talking about boundaries, um, <laughs> setting boundaries and, and the empowerment behind that as well. Um, lots of great tools that we can start the conversation through the books, but you're also providing us a lot of strategies and tools that we can use again with the children in our lives, whether they're students or our own children or godchildren or, or cousins or nieces. <laughs> yeah, or you know, I, and we don't have time for me to go into boundaries on this podcast, unfortunately. But I can say my inability to set boundaries led me into the marriage that I was mm -hmm. in. And so it's self-love and the ability to set boundaries are two of the most important tools we can give our children. Thank you for that. That was a, a great way to um, start closing our interview and focusing on these two tools we could give our children, self-love and the ability to create and stick to boundaries uh, as well. Do you have any final words uh, to share with us or any closing remarks for this very uh, interesting and empowering interview that I know we started with empowering children, but this advice is for all of us at any age. You've provided us tools to work. I'm thinking about my own personal um, situations currently, and you're giving me a lot of tools to work through some of those relationships, through some of those um, challenges with an alcoholic parent as well. And, um, and other things in life and my profession. Any, any final words for us as we come to an end? You know, really give yourself grace. Mm. We beat ourselves up so much over mistakes we made, things that we didn't know, the, this is, new understandings coming into the world. And so we weren't taught any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we followed what we were taught, right? We just, we just did what we knew. And so even, even if 
you feel convicted by some of the things, the understandings that I've brought. Breathe and give yourself grace because mm. you didn't know, but now you do. Yeah. And this will help you learn to continue living a better and better life. This is the empowerment yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know any of this stuff when I was in my marriage. So <laughs> it, it took a lot of self introspection. So inner journeys to get to this place. I think that's an invitation for all of us to on our own. Again, we started with empowering children, but we have to empower ourselves, I think, as well in this process to empower the children in our lives. And it's an invitation for us to take a little time to reflect and to go on that difficult journey of reflection for us to really be able to think about all the lessons from today and, and ways to apply it to our lives and what we can do next or what we should do next. And the answers will not come overnight. The reflection is not an overnight process. These are life-changing internal conversations. And, um, and Angela, I want to thank you because we, you, you brought something to us that really, you know, with 2022 will help us just take a little time to think about how we can empower ourselves through some of these strategies, but then how can we empower our children? And we started with a tool, which were the Bella Santini Chronicles. <laughs> And starting from there, because it's so great to start those conversations from a, a common point, like a, a book or a movie. And in this case, we're looking at the books. Mm -hmm. And then from there, extend to other ways that we can empower our children. So thank you so much for being on the show and, and bringing us these tools and these lessons and sharing the chronicles with us, which again, the links will be in the description section for this podcast episode. But Angela, thank you so much for all of this. Mm, thank you, Jacqueline, for, for giving me the opportunity to speak with your audience and in whatever way I could plant seeds because I, I love people so much <laughs> and I just want them to thrive. Yeah. I think I definitely, uh, so on, on point with that, um, with all the work we do to empower people, uh, children, adults, um, we, we really are here to help each other. And, and that is the mission of Coffee and Interview, is empowering each other through our stories, our experiences, and our lessons. So Angela, thank you so much again. And to our audience members, our listeners, check out the resources, but also go on that reflection journey. You have some amazing tools from this episode. Let's use these tools in 2022 and go on the reflection journey and really um, try to see how we want to move forward more empowered in our lives. Thank you all for listening. Angela, thank you again for being here with us. Have a wonderful day and hopefully you'll all catch the next episode of Coffee and an Interview. Thank you so much.